day to everyone in the sports universe. This is the AM Drive. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carbellis. Aaron, how was your sports weekend? Pretty good, I'd say, for Vegas fans. Yeah, I would say that's uh, it's as good as it gets. Two home victories, and you get some free hockey in, in, the, in the process. So, yeah, you can't complain. I would prefer that if they're going to win, it's in regulation. I don't. I don't love overtime hockey when it's my team. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, so you're biased, okay? No, I'm not biased. I'm just saying, like that stuff's a that stuff's a super sweat, and it's not, you know, when it's your team. Come on, you you gotta you gotta admit, I would when it's your team, you'd rather watch a blowout because you don't have to sweat your team. You just turn it off after the third quarter. Hey, Celtics. <laughs> hey, Lakers. <laughs> you know, I I'll admit. Um, go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com um, to shop the best in merchandise like the mug I just bragged about. And, of course, the hoodie that he's wearing. It's so cute. And also the Tumblr. We're going down. I'm yelling Tumblr. That's It's Timber, <laughs> but you get it. That's pretty good. Okay. So the NBA playoffs, let's get to that. Because, I, I, I'm in a, I'm in quite the dilemma right now. As you know, before these conference finals started, I had Lakers – and Heat. And I even compromised at Lakers and Celtics, but I was rooting for and kind of almost predicting Lakers and Heat. One of those sides I'm very happy about because it's the team I grew up loving. Unfortunately, the star player for the Lakers also played and won two championships with the Miami Heat and took us to four finals. And LeBron James, of course, for those that do not know or live under a rock. I am torn apart right now because, of course, part of me wants to say that the LeBron winning his fifth ring and his second with the Lakers would have just completely stamped out any Jordan fans. I don't care how high his peak was. And part of me is like, I'm so happy for my Heat, but I can't feel happy for the Heat if LeBron's not going to meet us there. I don't know. I, I It's a weird conundrum I'm feeling right now. No, I mean, you you're, <clears throat> you really shouldn't be having those kinds of feelings because that's you already got that. You got that in the bubble. You got what you wanted in the bubble. And uh, with this exact four, foursome, too, by the way. Uh, so, I don't know. It's, it's a situation where the Heat probably deserve to, you know, get all these flowers that they continue to get because they are continuing to – I don't know if defy odds is the right, is the right uh, notion here. I know that's – like I said, you know, Jimmy Butler has his, you know, keep doubting us, keep doubting us, but – Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, the, the Miami Heat won the Southeast Division. They're not a sub-500 team that just snuck in. <clears throat> I just – with them losing the play-in game and all this, it's just their their postseason has made little to no sense to me. But if you're going to ever say that coaching matters the most, you know, coaching – how much coaching matters in the NBA, you have to point the finger at Eric Spolstra and, and just what he has done year in and year out with – No bodies. Other than Jimmy Butler, you just it's table scraps. No offense to any of those guys on the team, but none of these guys are superstars. None of these guys are really even two guys. You know, number two, Jimmy Butler is great, but Bam Adebayo is not number two when it comes to scoring. You know, Oladipo is nothing. You know, Kyle Lowry is on the on the back four holes of his career, and maybe on the back you know two. Uh, you know, you, you have all these guys that are just they're just pieces put together in a puzzle that Eric Spolstra has has crafted exquisitely and you know he's going to be 
mentioned in those names, you know, along along the lines of like Greg Popovich and stuff like that when his career is all said and done. But um, yes, yeah. On the flip side, you know, the Lakers—they just this is probably where they, you know, after they reconstructed this team, this is probably the ceiling for them, and it's showing hardcore. I mean, everything they have thrown and the kitchen sink at Denver, shutting down Jokic in consecutive fourth quarters. It's just not enough. I mean, Jamal Murray, I mean, we've talked about this Denver Nuggets team for three years, how Jokic can't do it all. If Murray can stay healthy, what can this team be? Well, I think uh, we just found out. (laughs) So I want to get to this tweet that I'm going to pull up because I tweeted it nine hours ago on the AM Drive account. I don't know if you saw the poll. Um, I wish I would have put the LMAO option because I do want to know how lopsided it would be. I said, which team down 3-0 right now has the best chance to come back and win the series? I had Lakers, Celtics, and LMAO. So, eight per, well, 5% say Boston, 57% say LMAO, and 38% say Lakers, which I'm actually surprised in a way about, but actually I'm not at the same time. I have a question for you. Does, if you're the Lakers, can you feel better than Boston does right now? I Not just because you have LeBron in AD. Because to be fair, if Lakers are hitting their open shots like the Nuggets are, it almost feels like the Lakers could be up 2-1 to one right now. I know there's no more victories, but it's like eventually you got to get something back. And once you get the one, ask LeBron, there's no telling what could happen after that. Well, I mean, yeah, if we're playing this what-if game, yeah, you have to feel better for the Lakers being down 3-0. I mean, you didn't just get washed by, what, 30 points. I, I, I quit tracking it, uh, but last I saw it was like a 30-point swing uh, or 30-point difference, and uh, I think they ended up losing by – I think they ended up losing by 30. Um, well, the Celtics lost by 26. 26, okay. Well, yeah, you, you feel the Lakers, you didn't get crushed in any of these games like that. Uh, you're also the lower seed if you're the Lakers, so you feel good saying, okay, well, you know, we're not supposed to win this series. Hell, we weren't supposed to win any of our series at this right. point. If you're the Celtics, uh, I mean, uh, again, I didn't – I tracked the game on, on, you know, the sports app, but I didn't watch the game. But given what they came out in the third quarter uh, or what didn't come out in the third quarter for the Celtics – uh, I'd say they've checked out. I'd say they're done. Like I don't even know if they'll win a the game. I don't either. And Jason Tatum, I'm Aaron. I know that like LeBron has kind of set this horrible narrative for young players. Like if they don't perform great early, it's like are they going to be good enough in the end? Because you look at what he did last year. He got like what twenty, not even twenty five. I don't think there's this narrative like Jason Tatum is still twenty one years old. <laughs> it's like a running joke. But no, Jason Tatum last year in the finals. Most people, including myself, will say he is the sole. If you had to blame one person, it would be Jason Tatum. He was horrible last year in the finals. This Eastern Conference Finals, and even the, throughout the playoffs, this has been Jalen Brown and the bench's team. I have not – so minus the 51-point game, I have not felt Jason Tatum, Tatum's presence this entire playoffs. Like, game six, people were riding the obituary of Boston against the Sixers. And to what magical little 19 points he scored – but if you don't do that every game, you're getting you're looking ugly. Like I think he shot six of eighteen last night. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah for me, it's 
you know, it, 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 I'm going to sound old saying this, but like in my NBA, like if you wanted to be a superstar, you brought it every night. Now, what is bringing it? 20 points at least every right. night. You're putting 20 points on the stat sheet. These guys, you know, these these superstars today, they disappear. And it's like, oh, well, he just had a bad game. Like, no, you want to be a superstar. And, of course, now they get paid like superstars. Like, you bring it. Every night we know we can count on this guy for 20-plus points. And, you know, every once in a while he'll go for a 50-piece or, you know, put in 40 when he needs it, like Jimmy Butler and, 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 and even Tatum in Game 7. But now it's like we talk about this with Anthony Davis. Like, these guys are superstars, but we don't know what we're going to get night in and night out. That's one of these people appreciate NBA. What do you say? Is that the reality of the new NBA? The superstars are just they show up when they want. I mean, even look at LeBron. And guys, thirty-eight years old, thirty-nine years old, whatever he is, he's still. I mean, even his his bad nights now that people are are lambasting him for are 22, 12, and nine. That still blows my mind. I mean, that's, come on. yeah. That's if, if you know. I mean, I know the other night he didn't perform super admirably, but again, like you know, that's a thirty-nine-year-old guy who. Still, we view as the 29-year-old LeBron and not the 39-year-old LeBron. But like I said, like this guy, the guy still puts the thing in the thing, uh, you know, and obviously LeBron is a superstar like no other. But these other guys, you know, it's just I don't understand why this is passing grade in the NBA now. Like, you're not a superstar to me. It's almost like money is, like, ruining sports for the, like, for like the absolute worst. What? Oh, that's a fact. The pro- it's the same with – you can look at it in, in, in any sport, you know, like, look at – Look at the NFL. All these guys fighting for the quarterback services of, like, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, guys who can't win Super Bowls, and they're making $50, $60 million a year. Why is that? Because it almost feels like there is such a a peak of performance, like the the best athletes, the Patrick Mahomes, the guy, you know, of the world. If you don't have him, you almost don't have anything. You know, there's only one or two, maybe three quarterbacks that can actually take – an inferior product farther than they the farther than they're supposed to the rest of these the rest of these guys Kyler Lamar uh, you know etc Jason Tatum you know Luka Doncic these guys need help i mean how many times is it help 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 these guys have no support well if you're a superstar you know maybe a little bit of support but you know you're going to be getting your team farther than expectations year in and year out now that little bit of help is what puts you over the mountaintop but i'll tell you what you know you want to talk about a superstar you know, if we're trying to crown one, and I know this may be prison of the moment, but Jimmy Butler shows up when when it's do or die time consistently. In the playoffs, I have not seen a game where I felt like he wasn't there. You're right, right about that. That's what he I'm... was the one who had like the broken ankle type injury for like in that game against the Knicks is like clearly the final five minutes of the game. Right. I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is about. It's not just basketball. It just seems like this new wave of athlete. It's it's. It's not a competitive player anymore. It's not a I want to end you. Now it's I want to be I want to be your buddy, and we all want to be part of this this corporation in effect to maximize the most money we can take from the league. And I do have to give credit to the European guys, and maybe this is like an unfair thing because I'm not thinking of every European player. But look at Nikola Jokic, look at Giannis, look at um, Luka Doncic. I don't feel like those guys have an off night. I mean, Nikola Jokic in the game he had nine points through three quarters. Ends up getting like destroying Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter of game three. Mm-hmm. Even though I know Jamal Murray had his little moments too, and I've tried to poo-poo on Jokic a little bit, but I have never seen Jokic as tired as he looks at times, and maybe because he's unathletic, 
Like he he plays every possession. And this year's Jokic defense has been better. Like he's been like a presence, if if anything. Yeah, I think Jokic. The fatigue factor is the fact that he plays 34 minutes a night in the regular season, and he's playing 45 right now. That's fair. That's something for the Denver Nuggets to address. Having a guy back up Jokic who can who can you know have a modicum of of <laughs> basketball. DeAndre Ayton. You know what? That would that wouldn't be a bad move if you're Denver for sure. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like basketball has morphed away from such a big man's game that like. You're telling me you can't where, – where, where are the days where you had two or three backups, uh, you know, big men in, in, in on your roster to, to suck up fouls? I mean, they don't even have that anymore. They call them you know, specialists and they're dying breed because now you have to do everything right. Yeah, well, but the problem is nobody does anything right. Nobody, no, There's no complete player in the league anymore, in my opinion. Fair point. And maybe maybe it takes a time like this to get better, like you get guys more hungry. Like so I'll tell you what, John Morant's a guy I actually like. And someone said, John Morant, can you give um, Derrick Rose your knees considering you don't want this anymore? <laughs> that would be – he's a – yeah, Derrick Rose was a great what if. It sucks to see, but – He brought it every night, though. I'll give him credit. Um, it, you're correct. Joe Mazzulli and Darwin Ham, let's, let's play a game I call scapegoats or need to go. Something like that. Um, so – Aaron, you mentioned this in the text you sent last night. They're like, will Joe Mazzulli be fired? I'll take it a step further. Are we blaming these coaches for things? I mean, to me, like I said, Tatum has not showed up. And you can coach this and coach that all you want to. The best players in basketball, I think, are set up to succeed by themselves more than football players are. Like, in football, you kind of have to be in the right yeah. place, right time, schem- schematically. In basketball, you kind of can take over when you need to. I'm not sure, sir. Like just popping in, uh, I want to say Amy Adoka, but popping in a different coach suddenly gets this team over the hump. I mean, I know it's a first-year coaching, but we got to realize these are still players on the team, and Lakers have just gotten beats. Celtics have gotten beats. Now, I think coaching has shown up in this in these two, two series. I don't know if I want to blame the coaches yet, dude. Well, answer me a question. Joe Mazzulla was not hired, correct? He was promoted after the whole Udoka. Fiasco. So there's a realistic possibility that he just wasn't ready for a job that was handed to him. Now that's not his fault. I mean, he did, he's not the one who got Yume Odoka fired. So uh, it's possible. It's probable that Brad, uh, uh, Brad Stevens fires Joe Mazzula and that whether or not that's, his fault or not really doesn't matter. I I, I know that sounds harsh, but it, it doesn't matter. It wasn't it wasn't Brad Stevens hire. It wasn't Brad Stevens guy. Udoka's gone. Like this is a, a complete retooling or refiguring out because after you look at the last three years, four years, whatever it is, Boston is right there. They've obviously gone to the final last year. They've gone to conference finals, I believe, four years in a row. Correct me if I'm wrong. Four out of four years, something like that. Um, yeah. So that team is right there. That team needs a guy to step in and take them over the top. Is it Missoula? It could be. Like you said, you know, it's the same with, you know, a couple shots here. You know, you come out of the gate in the third quarter and give them a little bit of a game. You know, you might be up two to one. I mean, there were some closer games, obviously, in the series than this this final score in game three. But uh, ultimately, I think Joe Missoula will be gone. I don't think that's necessarily an indictment on him. But I will say that this conference finals will leave a sour taste in – future hiring managers 
if Joe Missoula ever is to get another coaching head coaching job in the NBA, Darvin Ham will not be fired. Um, I think, I think he, Ham's done a good job. Yeah, I think he. I all for all intents and purposes, when when what our expectations were at the beginning of the year for the Lakers, realistically, let's not get crazy with the, the Dreamers. He's overachieved. He's overachieved, and that's fine. I mean, if they get swept out of here, it's of course it's a gross end to the series, gross end of the season. Uh, the the Lakers are a strange team because you can't quite start a rebuilding process for obvious reasons because LeBron James, you're not good enough right now for, <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. You're not getting rid of your stars. You need much. to keep Austin Reeves. You need to sign him to a big deal or someone else is going to take him off your hands. Well, that's true. That's the same thing that happened. I mean, think about if Alex Caruso was on this team still. You know, it's... Hey, Caruso, Walter Reeves could run. Is there one realistic player that makes this team eligible, like can can make this team win a championship? I mean, I don't. Yes. I, who? A consistent Anthony Davis. <laughs> I'm sorry. One additional player is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Mm. <clears throat> in, I think in, an extra year of D-Low, maybe? I, I mean, he's had his moments. I'm talking about if you if you're acquiring somebody, you're bringing somebody in. You have to get rid of D'Lo or someone. I don't think you can just. I don't think you can just add a like plug and play. Buddy I mean, Hield has been talked about. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Chris Paul supposed to be available this offseason? And he was. What he wasn't one of the time he was supposed to go to the Lakers or. He was traded to the Lakers. <laughs> and then the NBA vetoed it, and he got traded to the Clippers instead. And they peaked in the semifinals every year. Yes, they did. They were the they were the Western Conference 76ers. Oh, boo. I do want to say this, Aaron, and I'll leave it here because we gotta move on. If Eric Spol if we had just fired Eric Spolstra after Dallas meltdown, I'm just saying. It's like I talked to a guy named Cooper Perkins what? who does this. Huh? What did you just say? If if the he had fired Eric Spolstra after they got oh beat down in the finals, and we hadn't just blamed LeBron, or I don't even know if he did that, but, you know, he would not have had Eric Spolster right now. And maybe Missoula has done his due diligence and shown that he can give him another chance, you know? I don't. I think Boston, I think these fans kind of influence these decisions sometimes. And like I was talking to Cooper Perkins on the Daily Dive, the Seals broadcaster, he said, Michael, you, it hurts. Like, a first, like for him, it was a first-round exit. He said, take a step back. Change a few things, you could be back the same place next year with the same chance, you know? Agreed. And it's happened way too many times where teams don't overreact. I mean, look at U University of Virginia. that they fired Tony Bennett after losing to a 16 seed, oh. they may not win the title. Uh, I think the situation here with Joe Missoula, most years he'd come back. However, you have – what do you have? Nick Nurse, Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> look at look at the market right now. That's what <laughs> I think. Nick Nurse in Boston would be would be nasty. I know, and I think that's what's going against Joe Missoula right now is the market is flooded with championship winning coaches. And he wasn't their guy, to be fair, because not by his fault. But you're right about that. Right. Okay. Uh, good. Good talk by you, sir. I, I dig the insight. And speaking of more insight from Aaron, we've got a hockey talk coming up next. Aaron's going to give us his best in pucks. We'll be right back. First word about safety, though. If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. 
Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. You can go ahead and smile, by the way. I cut you off from smiling there. <laughs> okay, I was just trying to pull that weird, like... <laughs> Welcome to the Monday edition of the AM Drive. And we are presented by Fanatic. It's very simple. If you want the best sports merchandise memorabilia and apparel, you have to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that F tab. Of course, while you're there, add to cart times a million because when you do and when you check out through MikeAndAaronDrive.com, clicking Fanatics, it helps out this show and our channel tremendously. By the way, subscribe to our channel on YouTube as well while you're there in MikeAndAaronDrive.com, and we appreciate that. Yeah, Daily Dimes catching up. Um, get caught up NHL playoffs. Um, both series are 2-0, and unlike the other 3-0 series, and although it means nothing at this point, um, I know no more victories, but all four of these games have been great. Well, I mean, yeah, you talk about moral victories. All four of these games have gone to overtime. Of course, we had that four-overtime thriller. Um, Thursday snoozer, Yeah, four-overtime marathon that we had in game one of the Canes-Panthers series. Uh, but the other three games, overtime has been relatively quick. I, uh, they've all been only one overtime, and I correct me if I'm wrong, they've all been over within four minutes of overtime starting. Um you know, we talk about what we talked about with basketball being who's who should be the most dis- disheveled or disappointed with being down 0-2. Obviously, it's the Hurricanes. Uh, although I would say Florida has struggled in playoff history to hold serve at home. Last time they were up 2-0, heading home in a in a in a series uh, was last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they promptly got swept right after that, 4-2. So. Uh, if the Canes can't sit here and wonder what if or worry about, you know, what happened in those two games, it's Bobrovsky. I mean, this is exactly what I talked about at the beginning of the playoffs. If you have a hot goaltender who is just unstoppable, it almost doesn't matter. Anything else matter. I mean, that was exactly my, my point from game one, talking about a team like the Bruins, you know, like if they run into a hot goalie, Forget about it. Now that now the Bruins blew it. The Bru- I'm not. I'm not. We're done with the Bruins. They they choked. They failed. I'm 100 because of what they did up three to one. Uh, but anyways, two. you know it's the problem is that you know the goalie situation here. Uh, you know with with Carolina now on their backup goalie. That's that's really where they should be kind of dis- disappointed here with Auntie. Nothing against Auntie Ranta. I mean the guys you know, a, a quality backup goalie. But, you know, if they can't get – if they can't get Anderson back, I think I think they're done. And Did he get hurt? You know, yeah, he got – he, he uh, I don't know if he got hurt necessarily or the fatigue factor got him in that four overtime. But yeah. he uh, – excuse me, hold on. <coughs> oh. But uh, they gave they, – they basically – they basically gave him load management, which is surprising in the playoff because Bobrovsky played just as much as Freddie Anderson and he was in their game too. Uh, for me, I think Florida ultimately ends up winning this series. I'm going to say it goes six though. I'm going to say the Hurricanes get their game five. You're going to get one in Florida, get game five, and Panthers will take it down in six. Wow. Uh, flipping the script over to the West. Um, the Golden Knights played incredible in game one. Uh, they were thoroughly outplayed, in my opinion, in game two, and they are fortunate to be basically holding serve at home 
up 2-0, heading back to Dallas. I think this thing will be 2-2 when we come back to Vegas. I think the Stars are that good, uh, and they'll get theirs at home. So we'll have to figure out a best of three with the Golden Knights uh, and, and the Dallas Stars. Fair point. Um, so, in your opinion, are the Stars – I'm not saying, like, have they scared you, but like have the Stars – Showing you that they can get past PGK because again, I, I had the stars in my in my Stanley Cup, and it almost feels like BGK getting the first two. I know you say it doesn't start really well on the road, but hockey's a different animal, of course. But what I'm saying is that, like, I think the situation here is um, yes, Jason Robertson scored a clutch goal for Dallas to take a 2 1 lead, but other than that, their stars, <laughs> no pun intended, have been quiet. You know, I mean, I know Jamie Ben had a, a lucky goal that snuck under the pad to send him into overtime in, in game number one. Um, but ultimately, they, their stars just haven't been there. There haven't been, you know, they, they've, they haven't been playing the game that, that I'm sure that Pete DeBoer and Stars fans expect. So for me, I look at a situation where they're going home, they're in their own environment, the stars show up, the star players show up. The impact players yeah, let's call them the impact players for this point. <laughs> the impact players show up, then we've—I think we've got a series here. I don't—I don't think, I don't think they're out of it by any stretch of the imagination. I definitely think they'll get Game Three tomorrow night, and uh, I think we've got a brand new series. We'll have to figure out uh, the goaltending situation because Jake Ottinger has played out of his mind, lights out, and he's <laughs> down too well. So it's a—it's a crazy situation. He's getting. But he's getting equal equally counterparted by Aiden Hill. I mean, this it's not that he came out of nowhere. I mean, Aiden Hill was the starter at the beginning of the year uh, when Logan Thompson went down. You know, Logan Thompson's had such a, a, a horrible year injury-wise. But uh, Aiden Hill has been absolutely incredible. MVP of this, this team for Vegas, no doubt about it. Uh, how long can he sustain it? I hope all the way through, but we'll have to see what that, you know, situation provides. I love it. I love Hey, hockey – you never know until it's over. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, you know, home ice is not as big of a thing, uh, you know, for some of these teams. You know, like I think the Canes <clears throat> very easily could go into the barn in, in South Florida and get both of those games. Same with the Stars. I mean, yeah, they are going home, but I think they can utilize their talent. The Stars are a talented team. Like, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. I mean, yes, they're down 2-0, but they – they hung they hung tough with VGK and I think I think neither of these series are over in the slightest in the slightest bit. Now, will the two teams with holding leads that, that have leads now hold serve? Probably. I think that's our finals matchup. And I've oh. said in the Edmonton and Vegas, whoever won that series, I think whoever won that series was winning the cup. So I still believe that. You'd like that. Of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, so... Five, so let's go. <laughs> right. Have you seen the stomp, Aaron? I I watched the video uh, of it a little bit, but I haven't... Uh, I haven't had an opinion on it, really, just yet. Okay, so here's my thoughts. I know... I, first of all, I gotta give a shout-out to the analysts in that video who said, like, Jeff Van Gundy. I'm like, what am I watching here? Is this Jeff Van Gundy clipped over this play? <laughs> um, so... I look at the reaction, of course, the first reaction of everybody is, oh, look at him, he's got to be banned for life. 
my mindset has always been that. Like, if you can slip up like that in a moment when you're a professional athlete, you should be banned from all sp- from sports. But whatever. No, no, no one likes to talk about that. The only person we banned is Greg Hardy, and he got his butt kicked in the UFC. Okay. So my thing is with this, after thinking about it, after letting it marinate for the last 30, 45 minutes in my brain, they're fighting for a loose puck. You see a guy's ankle kind of leaning or slipping, and your first reaction in your brain is to stomp it. There is no other way in your brain. Is, your brain's not thinking loose puck. Your brain's not thinking, oh, boy, get out the way. Your brain's thinking, let me break this guy's ankle in half. Because at the angle he is, I don't see what other thing, what, other, what else you're trying to do in that situation. And I'm not going to like out here and say, oh, cancel the guy or get rid of him. Because the standard we've set in sports is we'll forget this in a week. And I don't agree with that. But in terms of that, great. Five games, I'm happy. They, they give him five games suspension. But I think it was a very, very dirty play that unfortunately – I mean, we accept in sports, and Draymond Green still reviewed as a great defender. I'm sorry. No, I, I think you nailed it on the head. Uh, what people will say, and eventually when we come back around to October, is why was he not suspended from the NHL? Well, this wasn't an NHL violation. Uh, how his career will be affected in the NHL, I don't know. We'll see going forward because, you know, now he's developed – I guess for lack of a better word, a reputation, so to speak, even though it's one incident of what he did. But you're right. Going into the boards, you don't that's not the move you make if you're trying to acquire the puck with your skate. So I don't understand what was going through your mind in this. Yeah, throwing a guy out of hockey is is ridiculous. I mean, it, like you said, another, you know, second chances, I'm I'm all for it. I don't understand. I will never understand what he did, but we don't know <clears throat> what else happened in the game. We don't know True. who, uh, you know, what Nino Niederreiter did to Joe Valeno, you know, in the game. And it that doesn't, I mean, it does matter it, as to why he may have done it. Of course, they always catch the second guy in the skirmish. But uh, there had to be something brewing in this game for him to even consider that. That's and I don't know much about Joe Valeno other than he plays for the Red Wings. We don't <laughs> crazy. Hear, we we hear these stories about guys like Brad Marchand who continue to build a rap sheet of sorts, you know, for stupid things on the ice. Now is this going to become the first of many for Joe Valeno? Isn't he young? I, yeah, I think he was drafted in like twenty eighteen or twenty. Because most of most of the Red Wings players are young, that's why I asked we don't have yeah, that's true. No, they're still in a, a deep rebuilding. Um, the other situation is what he did to Nino Niederreiter. I mean, Nino, Nino ugh, that's a that's a tongue twister. Nino Niederreiter is one of the better players in hockey, so he's one of the more known names in hockey. So, I mean, not that he could have done it to anybody and it would have been the same situation, but the problem is here is you also did it to a guy who now is out for the rest of this tournament, which – the IAHF is banking on as a name for their tournament. And Wait, so now, he actually did hurt him? Oh, yeah. He's out for the rest of the tournament. Because of that play? Yeah. Oh, well, then, then yeah, crucify the guy. I don't care what he said to you. That's just, okay, well, now I'm my take is now turned on this. I did not know that. Okay. 
Now I now now he's vonked is perfect for me. Or as Muffin Man nineteen says, Matt Cook level of dirty. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure you do. Say that, say that again. Matt Cook level of dirty. I don't know like, Matt Cook. Joe Villano has entered Matt Cook level of dirty at the IHF Worlds for Canada. Their situation that Matt Cook did it, yeah, and uh, you know he's. He's the only guy I've ever seen do this. So I don't know if he's trying to create a name for himself. Or... If the guy, if Swiss guy does not get injured, I'm calling him Swiss guy because I don't want to say his name. Um, okay, so if he doesn't get injured, are we even talking about this? That's what makes this even worse. Like so many times, like we you know when I see a replay and no one will brush this aside, but now that he is, is injured, this gets like worse. And that's my point. Like, why do we brush this stuff aside if he, like you say, he's clearly trying to do it? To a star player, that matter. Go ahead. Uh, that's a good question because I, I feel like we we judge the magnitude or the severity of the infraction based on how yeah, much pain it inflicted or how much. Um, so it, it's. I think that's another reason. Like you said, if if Nita Ryder ended up being okay, maybe needed a couple stitches, got back on the ice. Uh, he may only get he may get suspended for one or two games, uh, but th- I don't know. I, with this situation specifically, he may have still gotten the rest of the tournament because it's such an unprecedented. I mean, you don't step. The thing I don't understand is you don't do something to a guy that you know would end his career. That could I mean that's that's the type of move that can end his career. Um, Todd Bertuzzi was another one. Uh, who went after a guy? He got suspended for two years because of it. He, he ended a guy's career when he cross-checked him in the back of the head. Um, Evander so, Kane said like he had a similar injury. Now that's why he doesn't like. That's why he, he thinks fighting is needed because of this crap. Well, I think so too. I think fighting is needed because I think you need to have an outlet to keep these guys in check. And because refs um, ain't gonna do it, obviously. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is just a, this is a bad look overall for Joe Valeno. And, you know, it wouldn't shock, it would shock me if he got cut from the Red Wings, but it wouldn't shock me if the Red Wings decided they didn't want that type of, that type of BS in their locker room. I don't know. What do his teammates feel? I just want to know that. What do his teammates feel about the situation? Because I know, I I hope he puts out a PR apology, but if you're in a locker room, that would piss me off. Like, why would you do that? Like, I would just ask him, like, like, what was that? Well, I was reading the article. I mean, he's the leading scorer for Canada in the IHF right now. Oh, so Lord. not only has he performed well and, like, they're taking that off the ice, like, you know, one of their better players, like, he's he's a bonehead. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And I would imagine just, you know, growing up in a sports, you know, environment, like, your teammates – if they know you would do that to another person, if I don't know if they can trust you because you can't control your emotions. And that's my thing. Like with Vontez Burford, how many times did we ever see him spear a guy in the head before the NFL teams finally just got pissed off at him? Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, dude, you one you do it once. It's like, like, like you said, he may not be like a mean player. I like what you said. He, he can't control his emotions because I don't want to see he's just some horrible person. But it's like. Some guys get pissed off more than others, and if you cannot control that part, you should not be playing professional sports, in my opinion. It's, it's, just not, it's not competition anymore. It's just stupidity. Well, and how many times do we see these these situations on any field? 
with any sport where it borderlines on a crime. I mean, when <laughs> Garrett hit Mason Rudolph with the helmet, I mean, that's battery. <laughs> I mean, when he, like you said, like this situation, like, you know, breaking somebody's leg or whatever. He, I don't know what the actual extent of the injury was, but <sighs> attempting to break somebody's ankle. I mean, that feels like it's borderline a crime <laughs> because in the rules of the actual game, just because we're in a game doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't make you safe from doing things like that legally. And what if, like, what if we're in a Black Friday line and we're like trying to get in front of the Walmart counter and I stomp your leg like that? I'm getting arrested. Right. That's a good point. But because it happened on the ice, I mean, I, I mean, again, it would have to go on, it would have to fall on a neater rider to actually press charges, but that's not within the realm of the game. So for me, it's, it should still be a legal issue here. For sure. Oh, and he did not issue an apology, by the way. If I'm not mistaken, this is the guy, Leno, who's quoting this Yahoo article as saying, um, I stomp, I'm the first player to stomp on a guy. That's not a good look if, if that's your reaction to that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that. That's It says, um, where is it at? Oh, and it also says he has a history of supplemental discipline at these international stages I just read like two seconds ago. But he, he said something in this article where he was like, he doesn't believe that, like, he should be crucified because he's the because he's not the first person to do it. I'm like, that's a bad. Mm. Oh, hey, I got a hockey record. I tried to chop a guy's leg off of my skate. And maybe spitting shit. I don't know if that was a quote, but spitting shit was on Twitter. I don't know if that's what they meant when they said that. But it was yeah, like a quote of sorts. I have to look into that. If anything more comes out of this, it would be interesting. I'm maybe just going to bury McCochran. Who cares? <laughs> All right, way back. Welcome back to the last segment here of the AM Drive. If you are looking for the meats for grilling season, it's very simple. Heed my words, Agridime. Say, what is that? That is high quality, top choice beef directly shipped to your door. And Agridime is partnering here with the AM Drive. If you go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click that Agridime logo, and you order all the meats. They even send you a freezer full of meats. They have that option as well. Uh, if you order... Use code AMDRIVE at checkout for 10, 10% off of your entire order. Get your meats in time for grilling season. It's getting hot out there, boys and girls. Let's get that grill fired up with Agridime and the AM Drive. Have you um, you gotten your cow yet? Have you named or have you ordered one yet or like to invest in? Oh, uh, no, I have not yet. Come on, man. How much does that cost, you know? It's two thousand dollars. No, I'm doing. Hopefully, those are going to afterpay option. No, it's upfront. Oh, boo. Okay. Um, real quick, was, too. I did catch a nice break of sorts. I guess you could say. Um, I uh, I do have. I used a credit card. If I do decide to use it, I use a credit card um, to buy the cattle, and it's three uh, percent back. 
uh, uh, 3% cash back. So 3% on 2000 is like 60 bucks off. <laughs> and plus 10% off. That's not bad. I don't know if, I don't know if you can buy the cow with 10%. I have to try that. If I, if I do, I definitely will, but I don't. Please I don't do. Then we got to name him, name him drive. I'll name him Mikey, Mikey Jr. No, because then I'll get attached and then I won't let you sell them for meats. <laughs> I won't tell you when we sell them and kill them. Oh, great. Where, how's he doing? He's doing fine. Okay. <laughs> He's doing, I ate him three days ago. <laughs> no. Okay, so two news in sports. Number one, I see I love controversy. So um, the NASCAR had its all-star series race, like NASCAR Cup Series. And mm-hmm. the one-two order is hysterical based on PR, just the modern-day climate of politics. Kyle Larson finished first. And Bubba Wallace. And Bubba Wallace finished second. <laughs> I love sports, man. That's brutal. And Kyle Larson, 145 laps. The other guy who lead laps was Daniel Suarez, 155. That must have been a very boring. I'm glad I didn't watch that now. <laughs> oh, darn. Right. Missed another one. <laughs> Dang it. Um, <laughs> um, someone just called me a left turnian on Twitter, making fun of my NASCAR fandom. That was fun. That was during the break. Also, Knee-jerk reactions to Kamala Anthony retiring. I don't want to do this, but overrated. Now your turn. What is your take on Carmelo? hundred percent overrated, but he'll be a Hall of Famer. Well, he's a top seventy-five player for God knows whatever reason, but hey. I mean, he was. If you want to talk in the in the age of ISO scoring, one of the best. But that doesn't make him a a, a quality NBA player, in my opinion. In terms of basketball, he was great. In terms of the NBA, not so much. So I feel like if he doesn't win. Really, when it's Syracuse, I've said this on the show before, he's not as hyped as he is. So, uh, If he doesn't win at Syracuse, he probably still goes high in the draft, but you're probably right. All right. Cancel us. All right. We are top five baseball teams on Friday because well, scheduling your schmuck. But what is what was your top five? Because mine had a little shakeup over the weekend of a ton of games. Yeah, no shakeup for me. I, I'll stick with my same as the week before. I'll be honest, I didn't catch a lot of baseball this weekend, so that might be one factor in leading to it. But I went Tampa, Atlanta, Texas, Dodgers, and Baltimore Orioles. So last week for me, the Dodgers were number three, Rangers were four, and Orioles no, Rangers, Orioles were four and Rangers were five. Dodgers have dropped two spots, and those two teams have moved up. So Orioles are now at three. Rays went two and one. They're now thirty-four and fourteen. I don't know. I've, I look at who they played. Braves went um, two and one as well. They're now twenty-nine and seventeen. Orioles went um, three and zero. Oh. They're thirty-one and sixteen. And Rangers went three and zero. Oh. Dodgers went one and two against the Cardinals, who are twenty-one and twenty-seven. Mm. So yeah, Friday right. they won. Saturday something they lost. Huh? Rangers swept who? Minnesota? Probably. I don't know. You got. I didn't check that far, but I know they. They swept somebody. I know that. We well, yeah, they swept. Let me. I'll tell you right now. Rangers swept the. Might be the Twins. Oh, the Rockies. It looks like. Rockies. Okay. Yeah. Still, that's. Uh, no cigar. We got the same teams in different order. Okay. All right, Brooks. Brooksy, you bastard. Said every PGA person right now. Um. <laughs> He won the PGA Championship, and Aaron, I've got to raise you this question to get this conversation started. 
Do you believe got more LIV? Because I think there was another live guy who won a couple weeks ago, right? I forgot what, what he – there was like some live guy who won another PG, I think, a couple weeks ago or a month ago or something like that. Well, Brooks was in contention for the Masters, if that's what you're mentioning. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the more the, – this is like his fifth major, I think, too, or whatever stat I read on that. But Major and third PGA title. Wow. So a question I have to ask you is if these live guys keep winning or keep contending and, like, taking up a bulk of the top ten, does PGA kind of have to just bite the – I don't want to say bullets. Does PGA kind of have to sort of, like, bite the fuse on this one and say, okay, we can compromise here? So – in a perfect world, yes. The problem right now is the PGA's got theoretically the upper hand right now because um, they have time. Uh, eventually, as long as the live golfers do not continue to earn world golf ranking points, they are going to continue to slide down these rankings, which eliminates them from certain golf events, golf majors, specifically PGA majors specifically. Um, statutes, uh, these guys who win these these big tournaments, with the exception of the Masters, uh, only get statutes of exemptions for these majors for certain periods of time. Um, I don't know what those are specifically to go in. I know that I think the PGA gets you 10 more years of, of exemption in the end of the PGA. So Brooks has, has 10 years, but other guys who may be in live who have won major events, their statute of limitations on some of these major events are expiring within the next, you know, however many years. So the PGA has time. If they have no intention of ever uh, coordinating with live or letting these guys, you know, back in or a hybrid situation, they have, they have the upper hand in that, in that aspect. Um, but while they don't, it seems like Live Golf is continuing to just be in their face and continuing to kind of say nanny nanny boo boo to the PGA. Um, <laughs> the thing I saw that could be big for Live Golf is that when these guys arrive, now as much as the media wants to crap on them and as much as the PGA wants to exclude them, the actual PGA players will go up exchange pleasantries, talk, chat, laugh, and and the TV cameras are showing it, which is surprising to me. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the cameraman doesn't pay. You know, he's not thinking about, like, okay, what might happen that, you know, is detrimental at this point. Um, but as long as the, the world golf rankings continue to uh, exclude live golfers, the PGA has nothing but time. Now, will that change? I don't know. I hope so. I do believe that we can live in a world where all of these tours coexist or, you know, coordinates, but right now that's not the case. Um, I think we need someone other than Brooks Kepka in live golf to, to also do what Kepka's doing, whether that's win a major or even just be competitive. Like Cam Smith guy won two majors last year in the PGA booked it for live and the payday and really on the PGA, the crossover events hasn't been relevant. You know, Phil Mickelson had a nice masters, but that wasn't anything that's going to mean something. Yes. It, it meant something when, you know, to fill and to live, but like things like that aren't going to mean anything. 
guys like Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Cam Smith, the big names that went over to live, if they care, which I'm not sure Dustin does, and maybe not Cam Smith, but if the if the Live Golf product cares about actually becoming one or somehow correlating, these guys need to either win the majors or be knocking on the door of winning these majors. And it's other than Brooks, it's not happening. So the PGA, it, you know, the PGA of America is probably still in a good spot in terms of if they're holding serve to their values and morals, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if there's ever any coming back. How All these PGA writers and all this media that have literally just sat here for however long, a year and a half and change, and it just blasted live golf. How can you, if these two, if these two leagues, you know, work together, how can you realistically cover the live golf at, at that point? You'd be, you, you'd be discredited instantly. Especially on the internet. Sure, hundred percent. Especially guys like Bill Shambly, you know, and others who have just spent more time than anyone needs to on 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 trying to see the live golf product sink. It all it's all, I don't want to say it's like this, but to compare it to for people in, in basketball, it's kind of like a, a rookie version. If, of like Skip Bayless suddenly saying LeBron's the goat, it's like mm, no, can't do that now. What? Not that bad, huh? That doesn't make any sense. Like Nick Wright is no, the no, rookie. no. I'm saying like for golf, like for people that don't understand golf, it's like all these guys. It's like if Skip would say, "Oh, LeBron's the goat now," after poo pooing on him for so long, you can't just say, "Oh, we love Lyft now." No, you can't say that now, pal. No, I That's see. What I mean. I Come see. on. Drink that's your a, coffee. That's a that's a soft take, but I, I guess I, I guess yes. what you're trying to say. It would be it would be as if 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 the XFL was funded by Saudi money, and <laughs> like major players went over to the XFL and oh, like yeah. Shannon Sharp all of a sudden spent all of his days crapping on the XFL, only to learn that they all of a sudden you know correlated and for him to. Go on the show, yeah. I mean, it's the same crap. It's you're 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 gonna be you're gonna have a, a huge problem trying to get you know insight and media availability at that point. But uh, back to the original point at hand. I mean, it's congrats, congrats to Brooks Kepka, You know, number five. I mean, the guys the guy's got the weirdest career. He has five majors, which is obviously good enough for PGA Tour Hall or PGA Hall of Fame. He's a live golfer, which discredits him at this point from PGA Hall of Fame. Um, he's he's only got four wins. I think actually no, he's got three wins that aren't majors. So he has more major victories than just other PGA Tour wins, which is unheard of for every other golfer <laughs> that's ever played this game. So he's a very strange character in the world of of uh, of golf. But uh, he doesn't care about stuff like that. He doesn't worry about stuff like that. Do we have Aaron's like ma- like major Mondays back or whatever? Like where you give golf bets, that would be fun, sir. You know, I'll be I'll be completely honest. Other than the, the two majors that we've had, I have I, I can honestly say I haven't really been paying attention to golf too much this year. Um, it's the Saudis, isn't it? No, it's just there's <laughs> uh, just so much going on. There's you know there's so many sports to consume, and you know I have other priorities obviously to take care of. It's it, you can't consume everything. It's unfortunate. But. It's like me with baseball. Love you, baseball. Love the shot clock, man. Pitch clock. There's, I mean. 
only so much you can consume unless you literally just don't leave your TV. Fair. Um, Panthers and Hurricanes tonight. Who wins? Uh, Hurricanes in overtime. <laughs> that's that's bold. Uh, I'm going to go Lakers beat the Nuggets and avoid the sweep tonight. Uh, I'll say it's over. Oh, see, now you want me to bet. Okay, you're smart. Not going to happen. Come on. Why don't you want to bet? Your boy, your God, your king. Can I do a shaving cream pie for Friday if it happens? I mean, we haven't had one of those in a while. If the Lakers come back and win this series, I will put the biggest shaving cream pie in my face. No, no, no. I, I want you to put it in your kid's face. Okay, don't do that. I want you to buy us a cow. Okay, that, that's not fair either. I'll put a shaving cream. If the Lakers do, if the Lakers get swept, I'll put a pie in my face for poop for saying the Nuggets were not good enough. All right, if they fair get enough. swept. All right, I'll take it. Then it pushes to five, and we're not. We don't care. Good no, it's tonight. It's tonight's game. If if they get swept, you you pie to the face on Friday. This is for you, LeBron. I'm already trying it now. LeBron's right. him. <laughs> it was him at the for a while. <laughs> Timothy Butler is the new LeBron James. Ooh. Have you seen him? Have you seen the ball Jimmy Butler compared to Michael Jordan? That is scary looking. Well, there was there was a stat out there recently that LeBron or uh, Jimmy and Michael were the first two to do something. I can't remember what it was, but have you seen the the video out there that mm-hmm. that that uh, Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's illegitimate child? That's what I'm saying. Have you seen that picture? Like they they did a oh. ball. Like they like side by side, oh, yeah. and Butler's oh, I, bald with the mustache and like the eyebrows going. I'm like, oh my god! It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty close. Yeah. Oh, gross. That would make sense. <laughs> All right, it's gonna do it here for us on this Monday edition of the AM Drive. We appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, supporting, and of course support those sponsors throughout the week as you uh, you go through your work and sports week. We'll see you guys again on Friday, Fantasy Draft Friday. But until then. Be safe, and of course, as always, drive safe.